right, and welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast once again. My name is Pierce, and once again, I'm joined by Caroline. How is it going, Caroline? Hi, it's good. How are you? I'm doing well, and we have Paul this week again. Paul, how are you? Hey, doing good. I would like Excellent. my name to be preceded by a Jamaican air horn for every episode for the rest of the season. Yeah, boy. Okay. Okay. Ba, ba, right. ba, 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 ba. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're here to talk. Uh, how about UVA sports? Does that sound good? Yeah. Oh, oh, I had another. I had a TED talk planned about molecular. Mm. Never mind. We'll just talk about. Sports. Do you guys eat uh, expired food, like food that's been past the 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 date, like Parmesan cheese? I was thinking about this tonight. Like the cheese looks fine. All cheese is past is just milk this past its expiration date. At that point, we're just talking like a matter of degrees. How fancy a Parmesan cheese are you? You're talking like no, not fancy. Like 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 the processed, shakeable kind. Like yeah, plastic doesn't go bad. You're good. Yeah, I'd probably (laughs) eat that. But if as soon as milk hits the cell, like the date on the carton, it's out. I'm pouring it out. It's done. Well, same question about milk then, but I guess you just answered it. I mean, if the milk smells fine and looks fine, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's... I have the biggest fear slash aversion to curdled things. Like, no, see, okay. you just have, that means you're just impatient that if you wait long enough, then you go from having bad milk to having good cottage cheese. <laughs> no, I like can't even like cottage cheese. And yeah. sometimes it says sell by and sometimes it says best buy and sometimes yeah. it says used by. Uh, I, I just go with the smell test. All right, we're all on the same page there, except for you and specifically milk. All right, now <laughs> well, it's the UVA yogurt to any milk, any dairy product. Oh, except cheese, which is the dairy product we started with. You said so. like a process, <laughs> a processed craft. I'll give a little, it depends on like, you know, I'm not talking like two months, but you know. This episode brought to you by the Dairy Council. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Parmesan cheese is still a dairy product. I wasn't talking about like, oil-based american slices ew gross i also don't mess with um meat though either like wait back it up or you don't eat american cheese oil-based american cheese products is that like the slices like the american cheese slices i really wish everyone could see the disgust on caroline's (laughs) face as she says is that the processed slice thing no i don't eat that i eat colby jack and sharp cheddar those are the only cheeses you eat (laughs) that's the list Caroline enjoys something named Jack. There's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the very that's the long and short list. Right. Oh, string, cheese, string cheese is good, and if you that's just, that's the same shit. That's bite it, you're a murderer. Just you gotta peel it. If you bite it, serial killer. Let's talk about the Ohio football game. EVA went to Nashville because a hurricane was supposed to come through Charlottesville. It did not, but they had to make a decision. I don't think any of us were against the decision, other than the fact that we didn't get to watch the game in person because uh, Brian didn't send the streaking lawn jet to pick us up. Rude. I know, but uh, the game went pretty well. Obviously, it started really well, and we can all be happy with the W. Uh, what were your, you know, takeaways, Caroline, from the game? Yeah, I think the fast start was awesome. Obviously, anytime. I don't think I've ever seen a game in which three of the first four offensive possessions had a one dry, one one possession touchdown. Like, they only lasted one, you know. Yeah, usually it's for the play. other team's touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> usually. Um, <laughs> and that was just really cool to see because it was both sides of the ball. When they started to kind of – struggle a bit at the end of the second quarter. Um, and then the third was kind of – they couldn't really get in any rhythm. 
the second quarter was just kind of weird. I kind of appreciate that they kept the pedal to the metal because I think there have been times under different coaches, under Bronco, whatever you want to say, at various times where Virginia never really knew what to do with the lead. And then sometimes <laughs> by like dancing around mm-hmm. having the lead and not playing how they had been playing up until or how they uh, playing how they got the lead, they therefore get really weird with it and give the ball away. But then they got really weird with it and gave the ball away. Um, so I, I appreciated that they didn't just like rest on their laurels and like made an attempt to continue scoring. Um, obviously it didn't go great when there was a fumble and then they scored after like two plays. And then that was the weirdest onside kick I've ever seen. Like, I don't even blame yeah. the poor kid. Cause like just got pegged in the face and like, what do you, you don't even have a second to react. So, um, kind of maybe they weren't expecting that onside kick there which you could talk about the special teams struggled at times. At least but. not just like that. I mean, he was, you know, he was facing the right way. It just sort of it just like, right in the face. Fastball. Um, I, so I, I mean, think, I laughed. I was like, what the fuck? I've ever seen. I was like, can't you be mad at that? Yeah. I mean, that's just skillful. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of really, really, really good things to take away from it. And I think there's obviously some things to learn from, which are good. Paul. Yeah, uh, I was very impressed to see um, Charles Snowden, the go-through-you rusher, as opposed to just Charles Snowden, the go-around-you rusher. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, the first the defensive first defensive play that led to the sack and the fumble um, was a, uh, a, a bull rush by Snowden. That's not something that was in his repertoire last year. Um, definitely a benefit of him adding – I think 20, 25 pounds in the off season, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting, getting a six foot seven frame up to 225 pounds with speed behind it. All of a sudden that's, that's difficult to deal with. Um, and, uh, especially a guy that for his, all of the tape that he put out for his first year being a, I'm going to hit, hit the afterburners and go around the edge. Um, it's going to really screw up blocking schemes, um, and, and individual matchups. If, if a tackle is going to set, for a, a speed rush and all of a sudden get, you know, smashed right in the chest. So I, I'm impressed to see not just the physical development in here, him, but the technique development. Uh, and I, cause I think he is, is potentially the key to this defense for the next three years. Um, and seeing him put that tool in his arsenal this early says a lot about how he's approaching the game uh, in addition to how he's, he's, actually playing the game on Saturdays. You think that's something that can translate to an ACC slate? Not that, you know, most of our ACC opponents are that much better than Ohio and some are probably not better than Ohio, but, you know, size and athleticism sure. and the being I mean, what it is. Ohio's offensive line was supposed to be the, one of the strengths of their team this year. Mm-hmm. They had, I think, three all-conference selections last year that returned. Um, so it's uh, – I get what you're saying that doing that to a guy who's six, seven, three fifty, like you right. might hit against a Louisville or a whoever else. Um, yeah. It's, it, it is not it's going to be as effective as often. just like anything you do against them, but having the tool in your arsenal is something to keep them off balance is still something that's going to make you more successful when you go to your go-to successful move um, because you've gotten something that can they can get them off balance and and get them with something they're not expecting. So uh, I like seeing that, and it's it's promising for the other talent on the roster that 
came into the program as this is a developmental prospect. They mm-hmm. are not a play in their first year. Maybe they've only been playing football for a year or two, like Snowden had, um, you know, seeing, seeing those guys develop both their physicality and their technique um, still fairly young. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think we were talking about like specific things we saw in Ohio that jumped out to us as, as good things. I mean, there's plenty of good things to like, but some things that maybe assuage some concerns from the first two games. Um, the thing that's really sticks out to me is Bryce Perkins arm. You know, a lot of those yards are uh, Zacchaeus taking it to the house from a, a fine enough swing route or whatnot. Yeah, that helps um, your numbers when you right, get right. and pick up 176 <laughs> that was yards after yeah. contacts. Pretty sure that was Matt Schaub's whole career. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, um, but there were some uh, vertical passes for sure as well. I, I, you know, hitting butts eight yards out, uh, not necessarily a vertical game, but down <laughs> the field. And you got to hit those butts when the going gets tough. Uh, <laughs> third and long. And we're off topic. And I'm just trying to see if Caroline will start giggling uh, if I say more. Yeah, there we no, go. But right. On, on the, the, like, the vertical passing game, actually one of the most encouraging plays for me was one that didn't hit um, mm-hmm. the, the deep pass to Dubois that frankly should have been a long touchdown that was entirely air yards as opposed to Mm -hmm. a short pass that turned into a broken tackle and yak. Um, That's the kind of throw that that we've seen people say that Perkins can make. um, Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been asked to make it very much so far. This um, one to Kelly in the in the Richmond game. It correct. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, again, little glimpses. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know you're you just as the the point you just made, Pierce of of will you be able to do that against ACC competition? You know, Zacchaeus has done mm-hmm. that break a tackle and go for long twice, or you know, three times in two games now against Richmond and Ohio. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it against Indiana. Um, yeah. It's it, so it's. He has but last the, year. The possibility, of, yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Well, if you count Carolina's ACC competition, <laughs> um, but but the the ability to add that long pass, those will hit at some yeah. point. Um, you know, the, the fact that two of them haven't yet is, I, it, and it looked like they were getting closer from that Kelly to the Dubois one. So as as the timing gets better, um, as they get more comfortable, I, I'm comfortable. I'm confident that that'll hit. Yeah, I think the it's hard not to just want to talk about the three headed monster of Perkins, Ellis and Zacchaeus, who again were just fantastic. And it Mm -hmm. makes the Indiana game even a little bit more frustrating. Like there were some drops and stuff that we've talked about last week or whatever. Um, Cause that game was so winnable. And I do think that it's not necessarily, I don't know. That one's, that one's tougher to swallow now, I think than it was a week ago for me, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there and whatever. They'll be fine. I think without it, but um some of the little things that I thought were really important specifically, um, I thought Hasis had a phenomenal game. Um, he helped spring Ellis on that first big touchdown run with some mm-hmm. really, really good downfield blocking. And mm-hmm. I think the other guy who actually ran with the entire play was Cross, Devontae Cross, I think, if I have it right. But he's the other guy that like gets to the end zone almost the exact same time as Dubois and Ellis does. Um, I like seeing those kind of thing. I'm a, I've always said it on Twitter. Like I'm a huge fan of the downfield blocking because that's just a whole team buy-in. And it's so important in those situations because we need plays like that. And we need players like that that'll do those things. Um, and then I think the other one that was really good, the two that were really good defensively 
Uh, Bryce Hall, I think, has been outstanding all season, actually. And, and we can get a little bit more into the secondary when we talk maybe about some things we're a little concerned about. Um, but he's been really, really good. I think he was tar- he's been targeted like seven times in the only completion against – he hasn't had any completions against him. And the only one that Thornhill had against him was when he fell in the yeah. Indiana monsoon. Um, so that's encouraging. And then Zane Zandier, Zandier, uh, who started in the place of an injured Malcolm cook was unbelievable. Like I'm trying to figure out what I can say without just dropping F bombs left because, uh, he was fantastic. Like I I just, he led the team in tackles and was all over the place and just a complete monster. So I'm excited to see where he, what he does this week. And no cheating, no looking if you have the box score in front of you. How many yards rushing did Bryce Perkins have against Ohio, Paul? 47. Caroline? I think it's like eight. It is exactly eight. Well done there. I'm the smartest woman alive. That is uh, surprising. And I, you know, you think back and you go, hmm, all those times I saw him run very far. That must have been a different game. He did have a long of 14, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think the other thing with that, too, is there's been a lot of consternation and hand-wringing about um, Robert and I, and especially last season and the game calls and all that sort of stuff. I thought he called an outstanding game against Ohio. I think that there was great um, mixture of what they were doing. They didn't use – it looked more like we knew Bryce could do those runs – and what happened against Indiana looked more like a panicky thing. Like he held on to it in those types of option plays and just kind of was like, oh, I'm going to hold on. Whereas everything looked much more confident and secure and creative um, when it came to what, what they were calling. Obviously it helps when you've got guys running swing routes that shake off a defender and then go 76 yards. Like, and you have a little bit of a cushion to play with, but um as much as I got nervous in the second half, the fact remains they didn't get within 10. So, okay, I, you know, there are a few things here and there they can fix, like not yeah. just dropping the ball on the goal line, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. He probably still has nightmares about that. Will the rest of his life. But yeah, I think that by Bryce not running as much, I think that's actually a good thing for us. I think you saw some adjustments uh, after the who's got, punched back you know when when Ohio uh, cut the lead with some pretty efficient passing and of course the aforementioned uh, onside kick the second half defense I mean pretty much did their job 10 points you know keeping the lead double digits and and letting the who's eventually stretch the lead back out I think we're all you know up in arms during the game while we're watching it seeing Ohio like flip this switch and completing these not just the touchdown passes but you know really moving the ball effectively it's obviously a combination of the secondary but also the lack of pass rush which is probably the the biggest concern coming into the year you know d-line having pressure things like that at least on the defensive side Uh, you wonder Teams maybe with a little bit more talent, whether that's the majority of our ACC opponents or less than half or anything like that, it does it speak to an ability uh, that Virginia is going to have to deal with giving up big plays. I mean, I think the the 
the thing you hear so much about UVA is the margin for error is so small. And you see that on plays like that. You see that uh, I'm thinking of a specific play where one guy makes the wrong approach, you know, at the second level in a running play and gives up one, you know, Ohio's one big run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just so much that can go wrong so easily for this team. Yeah. Has, has any of that, you know, stayed a concern more than it would for, anybody playing football you know which is a mistake for a game paul um I don't know. i'm not sure um i think the, the the big play tendency is obviously troubling because you if you're giving up big plays then you are letting weird stuff happen um you are creating the the opportunity for a team that you are playing better than in almost every sense Mm -hmm. get back in the game that you beat a team you know on on six out of ten downs but the three that you don't win you give up 40 plus yards you're still gonna give up a whole bunch of points so i the big play stuff is is troubling um i think some of it has certainly been due to one-off miscue things the the slip in the rain or maybe it was a miscommunication issue um and so some of some of that is coachable correctable Mm -hmm. and some of it is just boy that was weird and probably won't happen again um so i yeah it's it's concerning but i'm not it's not unexpected either. It's a young team. The The number yeah. one thing that young teams do is give up big plays. The number one thing that aggressive teams do is give up big plays. So a young, aggressive team is going to give up big plays. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just sort of baked into the 2018 football season for UVA. All right. Caroline? Yeah, that's all true. And, I mean, you look back at – exactly to Paul's point when you look at the last or last couple seasons where there's like huge heart ripping losses to upsets when you look at Notre Dame and you look at Louisville you know back to back years Mm -hmm. where that Louisville game and we'll talk more about this their makeup this year in a minute but like they almost got Lamar Jackson on that fourth down Mm-hmm. right before and that would have been it game would have been over we're talking like fingertips brushing his legs as he like athletically scampered away and obviously Lamar Jackson is a special player and yeah and is incredible that's why he was who he was exactly <laughs> yeah. and, and that's where like those moments when you're a young team to have that kind of stuff like literally slip through your fingers like that that's what hurts um I don't know I completely agree what you said about the my secondary concerns have like waffled throughout like every day of every week since the season started because people have made a great point that it's you know they're getting put on an island more often than not mm-hmm. and a lot still a lot of the catches that these receivers are made like Poppy White for um Ohio he's a great receiver he mm-hmm. made some really good catches and that you know those kids for Indiana did the same thing. But pretty much um, anyone we're going to play, like their top two wideouts are going to be p- good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's – no, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, there were some catches made where I was like, what? Like, where <laughs> there's been really good coverage, and in most situations, like, you literally can't yeah. ask for much. There's nothing you that. can That's do. Just, yeah. Work through some absolutely fantastic ball. I mean, the, the, the stuff that was beating the guys deep was – 
thrown extremely well. Yeah. And do I think that every single team every week is going to be able to do that? No, but it feels like that's what's been happening. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, I I still have faith and they're still growing and figuring out stuff. And uh, like I said, Bryce Hall has been phenomenal and Juan Thornhill, I think has been phenomenal. Um, So there's definitely, we haven't even talked about the linebackers, which I think have been really good too. So there's definitely pieces. And I think a lot of that revolves around how quickly the defensive line can step up and continue to improve week to week. And if Dylan Thompson does in fact play this week against Louisville, that's obviously a help depth wise. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. It was nice to see aggressive Joey Blount do, um, you know, not yeah. that he was doing poorly against Indiana, but he had those flags and things like that. So, and yeah. more, you saw the aggression really work for the Who's this game, yeah. um, both in like you know blocking and and you know not just playing safety. Um, and you want that from him. That's it's exactly what I think Bronco was saying after being asked about the flags against Indiana. Was like that's just the type of player he is, and you know sometimes it's bang bang and it goes your way, <laughs> and sometimes you get flagged for it. Um, before we get to handing out our three stars for the game, I I do want to ask, has this stretch now that we have these, you know, two and one in the first three games was at the beginning when we were talking previews, that was a good sign. We were all going to be happy with two and one because it meant they'd be either Indiana or Ohio probably, which was a good sign for bowl eligibility has the results the, the way they played out, have they changed your mind about what the potential or what the realistic outcome for this team uh, is going to be? Do they look better than, than necessarily we thought, um, Paul? I think so. And, and the, the biggest change to me is, is the offensive scheme, the design um, that I know it's, it's been emphasized that it's not technically different from last year in terms of what, the playbook is, but it's which pages of the playbook they're using essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got some benefit of continuity for the guys that are experienced on that side of the ball. Um, but the, the combination of power run, you know, essentially out of full house, pit, full house backfield pistol on, on pretty much any running down, but, that combined with the space games that they're playing, there was the one of the touchdown passes. I think it was to it was to one of the running backs that the motion out of the backfield and then a fake screen to the wide receiver coming in from the outside that turned that that what looked like setting up for a screen to the wide receiver turned the wide receiver into a blocker while the tight end pulled out wide as a lead blocker for the pass catching running back Mm -hmm. was I thought a fantastic play. It's a, you set it up with the rest of your space game and then use it as the, as the, the get them play once they start reacting to that, that tunnel screen coming back to the inside. Um, And I thought it was, it was an example of, of, really, really clever ways that Anai is using the space game off of the power run and option game to get the best playmakers in the best position to make a play. Um, so it's, I've been, I've been encouraged by what I've seen from what the offense is trying to do. It feels more sustainable than banker 50 yards to Leveroni over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that 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 is that's what gives me confidence is seeing an offense that I feel like can replicate itself 
down after down, game after game. Good stuff, Caroline. Yeah, what he said. Um, no, all of it's <laughs> extremely accurate, obviously. Um, the other thing, I, I think that I agree. I think they look better than I was expecting. And I know it's people say like, oh, but the competition isn't that great. And they lost their only game to a Power 5 team. I was like, all right, it's all true. That's all good. Uh, part of it is also the um, competition or like as we learn more about the ACC and like the other mm. teams, I think things have opened up and I'm actually curious to see how it all will end up shaking out because I think the um, like my prediction for a win over Louisville now doesn't seem as like, hey, look at me. I'm snazzy and picking like, this win over Louisville because it looks like, I mean, they're favored. Like they're now favored, they're supposed right. to win. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of like. go ahead and chalk it up as a loss. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Why did you do that, Vegas? Um, so, yeah, I think it's. But like Paul said, it seems that everything, they seem more consistent and it seems more sustainable. Um, there was much more, the creativity and there were fewer drives that felt like that just seemed doomed from the get-go. Um, <laughs> one of the things I thought was really fascinating about um, Jordan Ellis's game, and obviously this is this whole podcast has forever been team, give Jordan the ball, but he had, he lost one yard in that entire mm-hmm. game. So he had like 171 yards rushing or something and had like one yard that was for a loss. And when you consider gotcha. the number of carries he had um, and what he was doing and how much they asked him to do, his ability to just kind of churn through everybody um, really is so impressive. And I, I still maintain, I think the, the fitness of the team seems better than it has in years past. Except for while we hand out our stars of the game, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, that's the enthusiasm I'm looking for, Paul. What's <laughs> so? I guess three stars for three letters: E L I Eli. Um, look, I I understand dropping the sure touchdown. No one was more disappointed than me. No one was more disappointed to not see a fat guy touchdown than me. Uh, the the sound of my dad yelling at me: If you've got hands like feet. Um, like there's just, there's a whole bunch of, whole bunch of stuff coming back there, but I, the, <laughs> the play that set up that the falling on the sort of surprise fumble right at the beginning of the game, um, you know, he's, he's the, he's gotta be the anchor of that defensive line. Um, and he has been for the mm-hmm. most part, he's, he's mm-hmm. made at least one big play in every game. It seems like. Um, I'm I'm gonna officially start the campaign for some Eli's coming T-shirts, which is like his face on them. I think it's I think that's that's the the next your your next apparel piece from streakingthelawn.com. <laughs> um, so I, I appreciate the effort for Eli Handback. I I uh, stand in solidarity for fat guy failed athleticism, uh, and I would I would like to award <laughs> him so all three bad. of my stars. All right, so bad for him. Bless his heart. Um, I thought about giving my star to the athletics department. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about this week and I was like, but I know it's cheesy. I decided I'm going to only give them to student athletes because they're the ones out there in the field. But I will say this is my little plug. Like I think that the school handle and Vanderbilt and Ohio, all three programs involved, I think really did the right thing and they did it the right way. And it, it was cool how it all came together. And mm-hmm. um, obviously them winning is a huge piece of like, Yay, that all worked out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to shout out that whole thing. And when Carla came, Carla Williams came on the broadcast, that was really cool too. I thought that was neat. 
Anyway, it's like I'm, you gave it to the athletic department. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I'm giving it to Zane because all right. It's really hard not to just give it to Jordan and Oz, and people are probably gonna be like, "How do you not give it to Jordan or Oz?" But I think coming in and starting the game, um, he just balled out and again led the team in tackles. He had ten. I think he had one and a half for a loss. Um, I just. He was all over the field. I felt like every single play, he was a factor. So I think he was just outstanding. So he gets all of my stars because apparently that's right. what we're doing today. Yeah, all your stars is still just one star, each of you. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, as the host, I get three stars tonight because <laughs> I, you, you got to give it to Perkins, Ellis, and Zacchaeus. I can't believe yeah. that, that I have to use all three of my made-up stars for, for those three guys. I mean, Zacchaeus, record-breaking day, 247 yards. Most of that yards after catch, uh, which really just shows his speed, his elusiveness. It was just a, a, a flawless game from him coming off of a tough game in the rain uh, against Indiana where he had some, uh, you know, drops the, 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 you should catch in the rain even. Jordan Ellis, 171 yards, ridiculous three touchdowns ridiculous end of the game just giving him the ball and letting him run over Ohio players like when they know they're just handing Jordan Ellis the ball to try and you know nurse the clock away Uh, but Bryce Perkins answering most questions about his throwing ability very efficient 25 for 30 379 yards of I mean it's, it's just it was an absurd offensive performance and not uh, a fluke because we saw them do similar stuff against Richmond and we saw some some things against Indiana. I you know I couldn't be more excited for those three guys. Uh, hopefully staying healthy and hopefully performing similarly uh, in the ACC slate. Yeah, so, all career uh, days. It's yeah, just like ridiculous. That's, just that's ridiculous. I mean, look at Jordan Ellis. He's already had two career highs this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just building on you know each. That's there. Yeah, good choice, Pierce. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to go out on that limb. Uh, but let's talk Louisville. Uh, we got our ACC opener. It's at home. The Who's are ranked because Louisville has not performed well uh, this season, obviously. We're favored, I think, is what you meant to say. Oh, that's, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, did we I are really? ranked number one in this game. <laughs> they are ranked as the team more likely to win this by the odds makers. Uh, anyway, Louisville lost on the road to Alabama to start. They beat up on Indiana State and narrowly escaped the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky who had uh, the lead for the majority of that yes, game they did. in Louisville. Um, they're also switching quarterbacks to uh, freshman Malik Cunningham, a guy who has thrown for what, exactly 163 yards this year, which Perkins did in like the first quarter against Ohio so I don't know hopefully it bodes well I'm probably jinxing us we usually get like beat up on by backup QBs starting you know uh, for a new game so maybe it's a new UVA team that'll that'll put an end to that what say you Caroline yeah I mean I'm like I said I'm feeling pretty confident and well okay sorry that's a bold word (laughs) I feel less dumb about picking Louis, uh, Virginia beat Louisville. Confident fair, is fair. still a top. I also team. picked the W. So I know. We're both yeah. less dumb. We're hopefully. so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cunningham is a, is an extremely athletic um, player. He's kind of like a, I don't want to say mini Lamar, but he has some of the same. He's not quite as fast. Doesn't have quite as strong an arm. Um, I watched a lot of that Western Kentucky game 
which was gross. That is an <laughs> odd decision to make. Well, I was fascinated. There were so many, like, I was working on Saturday. We've got folks that are covering different games, and they were all watching the good games. And I'm like, I'm going to watch this Louisville-Western Kentucky, mostly because Western Kentucky was winning. And mm-hmm. that's kind of something where you're like, that's weird. <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, I, oh gosh, the thought of even playing Alabama is just legitimately terrifying. So, like, I won't try and I'm not going to be like, they got beat down by Alabama. Um, but they did get beat down. Let me know they got destroyed. But when they played Indiana State, like, yes, they did win 31 to 7. That game was tied 7 to 7 heading into the half. Mm-hmm. And then they needed, it was 14 7 going into the fourth. So they scored 17 in the fourth quarter, which is strong, like, you know. Um, but that's kind of like they, it wasn't as comfortable of a win as I think you yeah. look at a 31 seven. It was also raining. So maybe, you know, we take that with a grain of salt, like we throw in our, um, Indiana stuff, but this is a team that has struggled with drops. Their, their offensive line hasn't given Cunningham a lot of protection. Um, he's the kind of guy, like, I'm curious to see if they're going to try and force him out of the pocket and make plays with his legs or okay. kind of sit back and, make him work with his receivers um, and see what they can do. But, I mean, there was one play, Jalen Smith just, you know, it was perfectly thrown. And he just – he missed it to the point where the defender was pointing at him laughing as they were still, like, running down the yeah, field. Yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah, that, so. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's They have their own issues to worry about, and Bennett is clearly super involved in this decision as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul, where are you feeling like? Yeah, I, I'm somewhat worried by um, not just the backup quarterback against UVA phenomenon, but um, backup mobile quarterback against UVA phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having terrible flashbacks to Peyton Ramsey last year for Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the fact that it's not going to be an in-game switch, that everybody's going to have seen it coming for, you know, a, a week just about at this point, and there's tape of how Cunningham plays and, and everything. Um, yeah, I think I think this year the team played pretty well against Peyton Ramsey when they knew it was coming. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm encouraged somewhat but by they that. They throw, you know, right. more than anything. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and that's probably not the better half of Cunningham's game. Right. Um, so, it, you know, it's, there is that sort of big question mark for Louisville. Um, there is a lot of talent elsewhere on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if Cunningham is the missing piece, if there's just, you know, sometimes it just, for whatever reason, a guy just doesn't click. He can be incredibly talented and, and have all the right tools, but just, you know, he, his timing is a split second too fast or split second too slow. And, and it just doesn't work with the guys he has around him. So I, you know, if, if Cunningham changes things up for Louisville and, and all of a sudden they find that rhythm, I think there's, yeah. there's a chance that Louisville is who we thought they were before the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- what we've seen so far from Louisville um, doesn't look great. And I don't put a whole bunch of faith in Petrino to be a real rallying positive influence on what? his team. Um, <laughs> definitely seems more of the, well, this is going bad. So the beatings will, it stops and it will continue until morale improves kind of coach um, and yanking your starting quarterback at halftime of the second, third game um, after one of those games was, you know, essentially playing an NFL team. Um, I, 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 I could see this going 
one of two very different ways that Malik Cunningham is the answer to all of the questions or Malik Cunningham is put in the exact same position to fail that Jawan Pass was in and Louisville finishes the season five and seven, four and eight. Yeah, I think that's a good point that everyone knows there's talent on the roster and it's hard to predict if just shaking it up, you know, unlocks that key. Like who who are we to predict that it won't? Um, and we're pretty cautious here on the podcast, so I think we all think it's a, a definite possibility. Are, are both of you sticking, though, thinking with UVA is going to win? Yeah. Paul? Paul picked a loss. I did. Um, so, I, yeah, I think I'll flip that. I, it, <clears throat> you know, you've got, to, you've got to sort of discount the stats of of any sort of season long stats at this point I was like yeah but well, they were against Alabama so like of course they look like crap yeah um, but as we said ours because of Richmond yeah <laughs> <laughs> the discount there right. they played uh, Alabama um so uh, yeah there is it's at the same time you also kind of look like crap against Indiana State and Western Kentucky right. so um yeah I think there's there's definitely a a fairly broad path to victory for Virginia. Um, it'll be interesting to see how there's a lot of sort of strength, both on both strength on strength and weakness, weakness on weakness mm-hmm. in this game. In that Virginia's offense is very explosive. They're at top 25 in explosiveness on, on Bill Connolly's advanced stats and Louisville's defense is top 25 in preventing explosive plays on the flip side of the ball, Virginia, as we've talked about, gives up big plays right. really, you know, just about a hundredth in the country. But Louisville's offense is a hundredth in the country at racking up big plays. So that's that's the big question mark of, of how does that Alabama factor fit in? You're not going to put up big plays on Alabama unless you're Ole Miss, TCU, you know, any SEC team with a mobile quarterback. Um, Ole Miss was uh, not doing that this past weekend. But, yeah. Ole Miss had, they had, had like one. one. <laughs> had one and I was like, oh, and then Nick Saban got mad. Yeah. Um, and he flame sprayed so, all of Mississippi. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it, it, that's the question is like, are both of those things accurate reflectors of how the teams play? Mm. Because if so, then it's a much more interesting game. If one of those is off on either side, if Louisville's defense actually isn't as good at stopping big plays as the numbers say they are right now, then all of a sudden that's the doors wide open for a, a pretty easy Virginia victory. All right, Caroline, you, uh, you lean in super optimistic. Yeah, I'm saying, um, I think with, we did a you know, Q and a with yeah, yeah. Card, card Chronicle. And uh, I think I said 28, 13 is what I picked my final of. Um, I think one of the big things too that Virginia will have to do to be successful is just play smart. Like there's going to be, make sure you have your assignments on special teams. So against um, Indiana state, Louisville had a big uh, punt return for a touchdown, like limit things like that, limit big return. This is all like, duh, this we should do every week. But in this sense to set themselves up, for a much better chance to win this game, they need to make sure that they're playing those things smart. Um, a lot of the passes or the, the stuff when I was watching that Western Kentucky game, they messed up like they messed up like routes and overthrew balls. It was just like it, it was a mess. And obviously, that could be fixed if they've had Cunningham in as the number one guy in reps for a whole week now, like whatever. But it was it was bad. Like so, yeah. if they can 
play smart and knock out some of those things and force Cunningham into overthrowing his receivers and knocking them off the routes and that sort of stuff, then I definitely feel like way better about picking that dub. Picking that dub. Because <laughs> that's how I talk now. All right. so. Well, there you have it. Um, 12, 12.30, sometime in the early afternoon. 12.30. <laughs> uh, Scott Stadium. Regional Sports Networks. Bow, 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 bow. Regional Sports Network. Bow, Stay bow, tuned bow, to bow, the bow. blog, though, for more picks and more previews of the Who's ACC opener. And uh, we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about another win. And until then, uh, for everyone, go Who's. can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend Premium Battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends 228 19